people get excited about the I do's and the I wills when it's wedding time. It's a beautiful thing to dream about the blissful day with the one you love. But too often we are not taking the time to consider the reality of the day-to-day living or securing our future. It is absolutely necessary to consider life after the honeymoon. I am Dr. Sabrina Ellis and welcome to Wife Life Securing Your Future. Hello, I am Dr. Sabrina Ellis and welcome to Wife Life Securing Your Future. It is a podcast which is part of the D3 Podcast Network. Thank you for being with us on tonight or today, whatever time you are tuning in. I'm excited because my guest for this particular podcast is none other than Dr. Nicole Simpson. And I'm so glad that she is joining us. Dr. Simpson is the founder and CEO of Harvest Wealth, which is a financial investment firm specializing in legacy planning, clergy compensation, and solo practitioner advising. So I'm glad to have someone of her caliber who is joining us tonight or today, as I said before. Welcome, Dr. Simpson, to this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure to be here with you uh, and during the holiday season. I know. Can you believe it's already that time? We're in it now. We're past Thanksgiving. And so I wanted you to come and I think it'll be so helpful to both our listening audiences because I know that you have a podcast as well is this whole subject and topic of spending during the holidays. We both know that when it gets to be around Christmas time, so many people go beyond their capacity for spending just to say that they bought wonderful gifts for their loved ones. And so now um, I am so beyond that, I still love to buy nice gifts, but it's not like I have to do that in order to say I had a good holiday. Right, right, right. Um, But there are those who are still there. What would you say to those individuals who really cannot afford to do some of the things that they're doing um, and the spending that they're doing during the holidays? I think we might have a little bit of time to catch them before they dart out to the store, to the mall. What what would you say? So so I would probably start off with some historical knowledge of saying that I understand where they're coming from. When we look at the holidays, we can see that many individuals are emotional spenders. And that's one thing that we don't want to identify. And we equate sometimes uh, gifting with love or the lack of receiving gifts when we were younger. And I'm using the word we intentionally because I remember what it felt like as a little girl not having anything under the Christmas tree. And so that was the beginning journey, even though I'm a CFP and I've been doing financial planning for years and years and years, something clicks in my brain when it gets to the holiday season, like I must do X. X or Y or put a smile on Z person's face, uh, you know, in order to do that. And if you're not in control of your finances, uh, 
it can get out of hand because you're thinking from an emotional lens and not the economic impact that that will have, that spending will have on you on the tomorrow, the day after Christmas. And so if we would just all be honest and acknowledge that, uh, you know, there may be some underlying factors that cause us to literally go crazy with spending during the holidays, then I think that we have overcome a major hurdle right after that. So uh, the first thing that I would say to individuals is to just accept and acknowledge that there might be, might be some historical baggage that you're carrying. And now that we've gotten through that, how do I accept it and then overcome it? Because my money is funny and my change is strange and I can't afford this holiday season. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, when we get there, you know, it, it's always good, and, and, and people don't like this budget, um, this word all year, so I know they're not going to like it during Christmas time. We ought to budget for the holidays. Bad word. It, it's a bad word, but, you know, we got to use it. We got to make it more familiar. We got to take the stigma off of it and, and, and make sure that people understand. And I have learned as we continue to get older, uh, you know, I have learned that there are things that are far more valuable than the tangible gift. And so you may want to learn how to be creative. So if you're establishing the budget first, you know, then you're, you're in a position where you can say, okay, I can afford to do this. And this is, uh, you know, um, something that I can manage. The other thing that I think is very important important is those that you're intending to exchange gifts with, whether you desire to give to them, whether or not they're giving back to you, that does matter. But if you're exchanging gifts, uh, it's acceptable in the 21st century to put a price point on it. It helps you to be more creative. Right, 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 right. I, I agree with everything that you're saying. The one thing that stands out for me is the emotional spending, though. You mentioned that first. And um, I know that that is a thing, a real thing. Um, and, and Cause I will uh, be a little transparent right here. Um, I know I lost my husband in, at the end of 2020. And between that time and maybe the middle of this year, I spent a lot of money. Now, not all of it was on things. It was, making decisions, the choices, move here, move there. I don't want to do this. I want to be over, but it was a lot of money. And at the end of it, when I look back, I realized that it was emotional spending. It was the grief process. I didn't care at the moment, but here's the other thing. And we talked about this before we got started. I had it to spend. So there's this thing that we do, people do, is they spend what they don't have because they have a credit card or they have access. Um, and I think we have to acknowledge the fact um, because people like, they like to ignore it. They want to be in the holidays. And so we might be raining on some people's parades, but the reality is if you are taking 365 days to pay for Christmas. In other words, if by 2023, you are still paying for Christmas 2022, there's a problem. So if we were to just um, hone in on the emotional spending since we're there for a moment, and I think that 
uh, we might be able to help people and still allow them to enjoy the holiday season with their acknowledgement and really unpacking uh, you know, what that brings to the table. When people are doing the emotional spending, all logic does go out the window. And so they'll turn around and they'll say, okay, I'll catch up. I have a financial plan or a budget that I'm establishing in the following year. And then they'll go, okay, well, when I get my income tax return, I'm going to take care of it then. And then they'll go, okay, so I'm trying to work throughout the summer and oh, I'll take care of it then. And then voila, there goes those 365 days out of the year that um, you know really pulls from people in. And when we understand that the holiday season does bring on some level of calamity if you've suffered some level of loss. And so we're always, and again, using universal language, uh, always trying to bring the celebration out of holidays, the joy out of holidays, uh, and really not um, you know, being as responsible as a financial planner to just give individuals some, some reality of things. There are certain times of the year that as a planner, I understand that people are more committed to withdrawals than deposits, right? And so that sounds very simplistic, right? But yeah. the truth is people withdraw in December. They withdraw in the summertime. Their mind is not on saving and investing. Their mind is on, well, I've saved this. How can I enjoy that? And yeah. so when we recognize the seasons of withdrawals as opposed to deposits, then we concentrate on depositing more so that we can handle and manage the withdrawals. So if someone is really committed to having an enjoyable holiday, and ensuring that they are not going out of budget or spending money that they cannot afford to spend, I invite or encourage you to focus on how do I make a universal deposit enough over the year so that when it's time for me to live life and not have any regrets in a withdrawal season, I have something to withdraw. It's very important because we as believers understand that in our own faith walk and sometimes we've got to make that correlation yes. well you know you can't withdraw favor and curry favor with god if you're not invested or deposited some prayer time some fasting and right. so when we right. correlate right. it practically right. to what sometimes we hear as christians it's easier for them to understand it in language when it becomes about dollars and cents yes yes this is good. This is good. It's it's difficult um, when you don't plan, when you don't budget. And 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 I'm not going to sit here and act like this is something that I've done in, in planning. I've I've had years when I've said I'm not going to go beyond this, or I'm not going to buy gifts for as many people. I'm going to you know. And so, what would your advice be when 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 you when you're talking to individuals who may not be accustomed to budgeting or 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 may never have ever set a budget but they want to kind of scale back a little bit how do they start do they start with scratching people off their list um or do they go back to reducing the amount that they will spend on each person what what do you suggest so I, I had an exercise with a client that I think is so important. I remember one year bringing on someone new into my life and she was an auntie. 
And, uh, you know, we know that aunties are individuals that may not have their own children. And so they're that person, that go-to person, everyone's expecting. And um, she was extremely frustrated as, as she was preparing for the holiday season that she gave out great things, but did not ever receive in equal measure what it is that she gave out. And I seized in the moment to say, let us consider this. Let us consider you cutting everybody out that have shown history of not giving you anything back in return. Buy yourself what it is that you want for yourself and just wish everybody else a happy holiday. And it was so liberating for her because that's what customized planning does. But on the broader scale, I think it's important, in a, and I'll use another story. My mother was on a fixed income before she passed away. And so with the dynamics of the family, the one thing that she was not able to do for many years before her passing was to buy everybody a gift overall. So mom would do two things that were valuable to families during the holidays. She would gather everyone to her house and she would cook the meal. And then everyone would bring the gifts there. So the one that could not afford it was showered with love and gifts and family and memories, but she had a minimum output relative to what it would have cost her over time. And so we have to look at individuals at different stages of their lives and recognize that everybody may not be in the position of Dr. Nicole or Dr. Sabrina, uh, but we still want to enjoy the holiday season. And so if we begin to marry time, memory, and money for the holidays, we can spend less money and perhaps spend more time and create better memories and it will still be a wonderful holiday season. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because I, I know that um, so many people don't take the time to really think through it. It's usually one extreme or the other. We're going to spend and make everybody feel good about the gifts or I'm not celebrating at all because I can't figure it out or I, I don't have it or, and I, I think I've, I, I wanted to have the conversation about finding a happy medium, as my parents used to say, something that's in the middle of the road that can still uh, allow for a good time, good celebration. Um, and it doesn't have to be what you've always done. I think that's where we get stuck. We get stuck with, with the traditions. Here's a perfect happy medium for individuals that are insistent upon celebrating during the holidays. Identify how many people you want to be a blessing to, right? How many people do you want to shower with some level of gifting? So if it's 12, if it's 24, you see where I'm going in terms of the numbers that I'm using, you know, decide that I'm going to start in January to prepare for December and pick up one small item, one trinket, one, you know, special gift for each individual each month. So now what you've done, instead of trying to come up with one lump sum amount of resources, you've leveraged it out throughout the entire year. So that's one option. A secondary option, which I think is a fabulous option, uh, you know, is to shop after the holiday season or 
after every holiday season or every seasonal change when things go on clearance or they're on um, the clearance track. So what you have the ability to do is get something that you would have typically paid 100% for. You can get 70% off, but you just got it out of season. For those individuals that like fur coats and things of that nature, we've learned that lesson a very long time ago. And so you can still have what it is that you want to have, but you're not paying the traditional prices marquee. Because I think sometimes people will fall in and we've already established it. we're between Thanksgiving and Christmas now but how many people got fooled by Black Friday to this degree they boost the prices up to bring the prices down to get you to the place of euphoria of saying I've gotten you know something at a very inexpensive right. price right. and so we, we've got to understand that there are ways to still enjoy but use your money or your resources wisely and still have an enjoyable holiday I know it sounds weird or crazy that you would go, you know, and pick up a Christmas gift in the summertime. But you know that, you know, I, I, Uncle, you know, Uncle Jojo loved golfing. And, you know, winter's right. about right. to begin, and golf clubs might be, you know, uh, something that you can get after the fact. And so that is a way where you can get nice items. Yes. season and still enjoy it without breaking the bank or the budget. So there are several ways to go about enjoying the holidays without um, you know, feeling the pain of it come January. Because we know that in January, the third Monday in January, typically everyone is getting depressed because all of that overextension of spending shows up in the credit cards right about that time of the year. Right. Right. Well, with that being said, and I know we're coming close to the end, let me ask you to, to, to give some advice about that. When we get to January, um, what advice would you give that individual that finds themselves in the place that you just described, how to start working their way out of that situation and, and, and set themselves on a path toward budget, budgeting and financial planning? So, you know, one of the biggest goals that come up for individuals, for those people that still say they create goals for themselves uh, in January is always, I'm gonna get my financial affairs in order. And we probably lose that sentiment by the end of January overall. Some things are just a simple decision. I'm gonna make a hard stop. And I'm gonna stop spending and I'm gonna move and change the course of where it is I'm trying to go financially. And in doing that, you're assessing where it is that you're standing. Most people freeze and don't do that. The way to ease your way into it is uh, through a merit system. I think merit systems work. When someone is trying to discipline themselves to do a thing, I would do first, I would get an accountability partner. Secondly, I would establish a merit system. Third, I would identify something that is really important to me and that when I achieve the goal, I am able to do what? Um, celebrate or, or give myself some level of reward because I accomplished what it is that I was looking to do. And in the mix of that, uh, you know, what we're doing is we're, we're garnering some level of discipline to one, come out of debt but two, to get on a stronger financial foundation or footing. The other thing that I think is very important sometimes, believe it or not, is changing my friend group. I think an evolution upwards is always important. Look above where it is that you are in your pay grade or your social economic scale. 
look upwards and begin to befriend or find yourself engaged or involved with people that you're aspiring to, to be like in a manner that is, uh, you know, probably relative to financial stability, life stability, career-wise vocation, and begin to learn or pattern uh, their behavioral patterns because now you're looking and connecting with someone who is showing you a roadmap to get where it is that they're trying to go. These are simple steps that you don't have to travel down that road by yourself. Uh, you're finding that there's a foundation that's being laid, laid for you financially, and you're upgrading your lifestyle from year to year just by implementing uh, new relationships and friendships uh, that will not cause you to spend what it is that you don't have. This is great. I think it is so important to show people or, or explain to people, especially our people, people of color, that it's not impossible because too often we feel like we're at the bottom. I can't begin to save anything. I'm barely paying my bills. How can I save? Which is a part of the whole process. But we sometimes we do need someone to help us see where we can start to cut back, what changes we can make. And what you've said is not impossible. I love the part though with, with befriending uh, people who are above us. So it gives us something to look toward and to, to grow toward, to set goals for. And I, I think all of this has been tremendous. Um, do me a favor and quote your website so people can go and learn more about what it is you do and they can request your help personally. Thank you so much. Um, my website is www.nicolebsimpson.com and all of my social media uh, media outlets are Nicole B. Simpson. You can find me everywhere. And if you can't find that, just Google Nicole B. Simpson. Thank you for allowing me to hang out with you today. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Simpson. This is good. This is good stuff. Thank you all that have you, you've been listening, you've tuned in, and you've heard all of this. We appreciate your support. Thank you for following the platform of Dr. DeFore Soris at D-Free. Uh, this podcast is certainly um, meant to help all of you who are listening. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday, but consider how you're going to save moving into the new year. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you the next time.